everyone, and welcome to my sauntering podcast. My name is Paul White, and I live in a gorgeous place called Weymouth, and this podcast is a collection of saunters that were born in lockdown, but it's also got some additional stuff which is just fresh, hot off the press. I'm praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest sauntering podcasts. Hi everyone and welcome to a very special edition of my sauntering podcast. I'm Paul White and today I have with me the very wonderful, very talented Jasmine Rodriguez. And we are going to be talking about the FOMO pandemic. So Jasmine, we were talking the other day and you said you suffer from FOMO from time to time, (laughs) big time, I think. Uh, just, Just explain what FOMO is for anyone who's not familiar with. F-O-M-O. So, basically it's fear of missing out. So, any kind of event or social thing that might be going on. And being worried you're not going to be invited. Or worried that it's going to be a great time you know you're not going to be there. Oh, yeah. Or, how other, what are the ways we might imagine it to be kind of happening to people like... Someone else has got something you haven't got, yeah. and you think, yeah. "Oh no, they've got the latest iPhone 13, oh, and I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still on a nine or yeah. whatever." Yeah, and so would you say that's something you've come across a lot in your life? Yeah, well, I don't know really. I think it's not always very apparent. I think, like, if if ever I've been worried about missing out I wouldn't t- I wouldn't kind of go and tell anybody about it I wouldn't like say to my sure. friends like oh you're doing that can I join in kind of thing you know it was um so I what think... would be your typical response how would you normally respond to that feeling would you kind of hide away inside yeah, your yeah, little shell yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anybody about it I think I've only just kind of um, started telling my husband about it, you know, like it's like, oh, sure. this is happening, and I'm not going to it. I haven't been invited, whatever. So it's, yeah. So it's the fear of missing out, the fear of being left out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fear yeah. of being left behind. Yeah, and friends kind of moving on without you, and mm-hmm. you know, making new friends, and perhaps being that friend. You know, if you got that really best friend, and they start hanging out with someone else, it's like, oh, I'm gonna be. I'm not going to have them anymore. You know, I'm going to sure. lose that friend. So, Jasmine, just just tell everyone what you do for a career right now and how the last few years have gone for you. Yeah, so I am a nurse um, uh, in the A&E department. Um, and I qualified just over a year ago from Bournemouth University, where I studied for three years to become an adult nurse. Um, before that, it wasn't particularly straightforward to get exams and stuff. Was Just it? talk to us a little about your a little bit about your history. So you had 
in your mind a particular career I understand mm -hmm. and then your exam results weren't quite what you were hoping for mm. just talk us through that little yeah, so journey at school secondary school I wasn't I wasn't dumb but I wasn't super 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 clever um, and I was kind of on track to get good grades and um, I was doing like science GCSEs and stuff to do what I, I at the time I wanted to do midwifery um, but then when it came to results day I didn't do as well as I had expected um, which made it difficult for then like sixth form I wanted to go to one school but couldn't because I didn't have the right grades so I had to go to college which I wasn't very impressed about and I had to yeah. retake my maths a number of times sure before I could even look at getting into uni. And did you have friends who kind of sailed past you and did yeah. what you were hoping to do and you were kind of left in the dust yeah, or how did it work out? they all kind of went to the same school, so all stayed in contact and, you know, right. still then hung out. And I had a couple of friends at college, but not that I would kind of... I did lunch with them a couple of times, but I wouldn't kind of spend all my time with them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, and then when it came to uni, I was one of the only people out of my school friendship group that went to uni. Everybody else kind of stayed here and carried on their friendships right. here. So, yeah. Wow. So you, you kind of parted company with people who mm. you'd identified, did you identify strongly with them as a group? Yeah. Would you say? I think so. There were a couple within the group that I particularly got on well with. Um, mm. And then, you know, kind of from there, everybody else in the group just became, kind of became friends of mine. Um, yeah. But they, we were all very, very yeah. different at the same time. So there was some sadness. Yeah. Some grief, yeah. sense yeah. of loss. Yeah. Sense of... Yeah. And... But meanwhile, life has taken some really exciting turns for yeah, you hasn't it yeah, so you've fallen in love with a very wonderful guy yeah so tell us about that yeah so oh how old was I like 17 I think and he came to the UK from Venezuela um and I initially was not interested at all <laughs> <laughs> um but by the end of the summer we were um talking and then yeah dating and the rest is history, really. <laughs> <laughs> so now you've been married for how many years? Two years. Wow. Yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it, that you possibly missed out on some things, but yeah. you kind of won the prize yeah, in other definitely. areas big time. I Yeah, definitely. Like, obviously, it was sad that I wasn't kind of friends with those people anymore. Mm. Um, and it wasn't, there's no bad blood or anything. You know, there was never a fallout. Sure. Um, it was just kind of, you know, you do different things and you grow apart. And then obviously when I got married, I was quite young and all my, uh, like my friends were still just dating and stuff and which is perfectly fine and reasonable, you know, but it meant that we were then in very different life stages. Mm. So would you say that you see the fear of missing out? driving people in your social groups in your friendship groups would you see how much would you see that influence in the decisions people seem to take or how much would you attribute to the fear of missing um, you do you think i, I think it, it you know it's 
kind of shown in different different ways and people kind of react to it in different ways for me I would just kind of um assume I wasn't wanted so I'd kind right. of then be quiet but then other people would kind of go out and do things that they don't necessarily want to do just so that they're not missing out okay you know? would you say that do you think social media feeds that feeling of missing out yeah 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 because when if people go to parties or festivals or anything, you know, it's kind of all over their social media and mm-hmm. their stories and stuff. And so even if you're not friends with them necessarily, it's like, oh, I don't have friends that do that. Or, mm. you know, I don't have friends. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's, um yeah, I think it makes it, it's like always what you don't have, you know. You're always kind of thinking, I haven't got that. But if I did have... I would probably be insanely be happy. happy. Yeah. <laughs> My whole life would be yeah. awesome. All so much easier. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, isn't it, that we never post pictures of ourselves having a bad day, no, do we? No. Like, here's me when Sat everything's completely gone thing. wrong yeah. and I haven't got any makeup on. Yeah. Me, never makeup, but just, just, <laughs> just going to throw that in there. Yeah. yeah. And and so we we tend to put our best face on don't we for instagram and whatever else yeah yeah definitely would you be interested to know that the fear of missing out was a very old fear that's been around a long time (laughs) (laughs) you know um in a minute we'll come on to the question of your faith and what that might how that might influence you now Mm -hmm. and how how it did help you through those times but Right back in the beginning of the Bible, when the story begins in the book of Genesis, you remember the story where the yeah. serpent comes to Adam and Eve, or yeah. Eve in particular, and says, look at this fruit. Mm. And she looks at it, and the Bible says that it was pleasing to the eye, yeah. and it was yeah. good to eat, and she could see that it was desirable for mm. gaining wisdom. Yeah, And so she takes the fruit. And Adam takes fruit as well and they eat this fruit. But the the point is they're into this thinking that somehow God is keeping something from them that Mm -hmm. would be really good if they could actually have. Mm -hmm. Because the serpent puts it like, don't you realise if you eat this fruit, you'll become like God and (laughs) your life will be amazing. You'll not just have, you know, be better at everything, but you'll become like God, you know. and, And, oh my, and so... We know the story, don't we, that she falls for it. She takes the fruit. They share it together. So our Adam's as guilty as she is and they, they eat this fruit. And, of course, they suddenly realise that all kinds of things have gone from them that they had been able to enjoy most noticeably their close relationship yeah. with God because they've crossed the line that he said don't cross. And so it's really interesting, isn't it, that there's a, there's a lie... Mm embedded in that kind of instinct yeah well it probably the instinct itself Mm. comes from a lie which is there's something more that god's keeping from you Mm. and god's spoiling your fun and yeah 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 so so for you i mean you've obviously had an amazing outcome you Mm. qualified right in the middle of a pandemic yeah (laughs) oh you did academic work that you Loved or hated? So you banged out those assignments, oh, just and about. Yeah, yeah, and you got through, yeah. and you qualified. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. 
How would you say your faith carried you through those times? And there's another story which I'd like you to kind of touch on as well about yeah. Isra's visa and yeah. that as well. Yeah, so, I mean, so get, getting into uni was um, just kind of going off of uh, faith alone because um, I, still when I was applying for uni, I thought I was going to do midwifery. Um, and I got into one place, it was in Bedfordshire, and I knew I didn't want to go that far away. Mm-hmm. And I was sat with uh, my sister, Emily, um, and we were looking, it was um, the day of clearing, so when you can like apply to other unis through clearing. And, um, and nowhere else was kind of willing to take me for midwifery. And so Em just said, oh, well, why don't we pray and see if that is actually what Come you're going to do? And yeah. then then we then started looking at places that did nursing mm-hmm. and suddenly loads of places were like, yeah, we'll have you. We wow. did an interview with you and stuff. And that's how I got in with Bournemouth. Um, which, which is really near. Really near, yeah. Which turned out to be really good because of my husband being here, obviously. And he didn't have family so he's staying with mum and dad so you were married whilst you were still studying so I got married in my uh the beginning of my final year of uni wow. um and with getting married came the challenge of getting a spousal visa um and it cost quite a lot of money mm-hmm. and what was the figure they were asking for you to have actually in your bank account as oh, cash can you remember i think it was sixty-five thousand. Yeah, wow. That I had to have just in my bank account just cash. to show, yeah. not to pay, yeah, but just so that we could apply. So it was, e- yeah, so it was either I had to have £65,000 in my bank account or I had to have been working for, I think, six months, mm-hmm. which I hadn't been because I was at uni. And who has sixty-five grand in their bank account? <laughs> and, and his visa was going to run out before, even if you'd got a job, his visa yeah, would run out before, out. long before you did six months. Yeah, so his visa was going to run out in August and I was due to start that September work. But because of the pandemic, um, we were asked as final year nursing students to come in six months early. <laughs> <laughs> Which meant wow. that then literally at the point Isra's current his current visa at the time was gonna run out, we had applied for the new spouse visa. And because um one was kind of in progress and um then he didn't have to leave the country. So because he had an application yeah, in Yeah, then he could stay. Wow. Um, and honestly, it was to get, cause it was three grand to actually even apply for the visa wow. and people were just so generous to us. It was like, it was like they knew, you know, that we just needed that figure wow. and it just wasn't even a struggle. That's and, so cool. And we were, you know, living off of my student loan in a one bedroom flat and paying off all the bills off of my student loan, but we're still able to apply for that visa it's amazing it's isn't incredible. it incredible that's a great story and yeah. of course his visa was accepted yeah. it, um, approved yeah. yeah he's now got a nice job himself <laughs> yeah and a doing promotion. A promotion already yeah yeah, yeah. wow so Jess. what an amazing story yeah. so um i guess you're completely cured of fomo now then no more fomo uh, for jasmine <laughs> <laughs> not quite does it still pop up from time <laughs> yeah, to time yeah absolutely and 
not even just with like friends with with family as well it's like if I'm working I don't want them to be having a nice time without me (laughs) (laughs) so have you come up with any great little um tips to help how do you combat that in your own heart or your own mind how do you deal with it do you have a method well I I talk about it with my husband and and I pray about it and stuff and my husband says if you you know if you want to do something then ask somebody to do something you know like um so go for the direct approach yeah, in friendship yeah. rather than hoping yeah, that they'll they'll like, read your mind. Yeah, and be like, yeah. oh, they haven't texted me in ages. That's why they don't want to be my friend. <laughs> they hate anymore. me. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think being like proactive with it is is really easy. so direct. Yeah. Proactive. Do you have any kind of way of extinguishing those thoughts before they get really too much hold of? I've got no. a kind of way of doing that yet, no. There's a there's an amazing bit in the Bible where Moses it's called the prayer of Moses, it's in Psalm ninety, verse fourteen, and he says, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love. And the word he uses there for unfailing is a word that turns up a lot in mm-hmm. the Psalms in particular, yeah. and it's like extravagant, faithful generous you know they're more super abundant so he's saying god satisfy us in the morning and i always think of moses this man of god who Mm. led children of israel out of the wilderness and stuff and he had this incredible relationship with god where he knew god really close face to face and he somehow managed to get something from god in the morning that satisfied his own Mm. heart yeah. So right at the very outset of the day, he was kind of ready. He'd already had his like ready break meal yeah. and was kind of secure and loved. Yeah. And, and I, I do believe that somehow there's a key for us in that. Mm. If we would learn how to kind of just get hold of Jesus yeah. before we get busy and before we start checking our <laughs> on likes and dislikes <laughs> on social media yeah. or whatever, um, before we get swallowed up in the kind of rat race of the day yeah if we can learn how to kind of get in there and connect with him and just find that peace and comfort Mm. from him yeah and allow his unfailing love to saturate us and fill us then that's a good safeguard isn't it definitely yeah yeah brilliant jasmine (laughs) you've been amazing it's been a huge joy for me i am jasmine's dad just in case (laughs) you weren't sure um it's been an amazing joy for yeah, me to watch you and to watch you growing up as a young woman and taking on these challenges. And you really did. Um, I think what I noticed with you, with the whole journey of the visa, yeah. was you didn't waver. No. I just no. was amazed. It was like you were like a heat-seeking missile and you <laughs> set, you were set on the target and you were going after yeah. it and you didn't... You never seem to think, oh, it's, no, what if it doesn't come... I didn't, I didn't think I ever had that fear, of, like, that we weren't going to get it, you right. know? And, like, I think for Israel, my husband, it was it was more like, oh, flippin' heck, if I don't, if we don't get this, then what is going to happen? We're pooped, yeah. And it, like, honestly, just wasn't even crossing my mind. That's amazing. So there are times then as a couple, here's yeah. another little useful point, that sometimes your strength mm. was playing and was the key yeah, and sometimes yeah. his strength yeah, has been the key yeah, and sometimes yeah. he'll help you out of 
FOMO and yeah. you might help him stop wobbling when he's having a bit yeah. of a wobble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so no, much you for, for being on me. the podcast. I hope we'll have you again yeah, and we'll definitely. find something good to talk about. <laughs> God bless you, everyone. And remember, if you're suffering from the fear of missing out, Try to connect with Jesus before you even start looking at your social media and get all bogged down in that slightly artificial world of (laughs) false ideals. And I'm going to just pray, Lord God, thank you that you you want to give us every good thing. You want you don't withhold any good thing from us. And Lord, we want to even now bring those misgivings and fear And all those things that sometimes assault our minds and make us question whether you really love us, whether you've really got our best interests at heart. Lord, we want to bring those all and dump them at your feet and say, Jesus, come on, fill our hearts with hope, fill us with joy in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited to be able to recommend to you my book. It's called The Christing. If you haven't read it, I strongly encourage you to get hold of a copy. You can get it from Amazon or any other online book retailer, or you can ping me an email or contact me on social media and you can order your own signed copy. But this is a book exploring the joy and the romance of walking in a close relationship with the Holy Spirit and how he speaks to us and releases powerful acts through us and does supernatural things through ordinary men and women like you and I and how he just loves to draw us close to Jesus. So if you've not got a copy of it, go and get one. And uh, do rate it and review it because that really helps. Thank you so much.